Welcome to Cinema Marketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. I'm Mike, and who am I joined with again? Lewis. Anthony. Yep, and we're here. It's the it's a new month. Rent's due. Uh, back to school. Uh, and there's a new market research episode out. And Mike, gonna... I can't I can't get over how much you sounded like Norm when you said that. Hey, you know you're uh, you got a new episode out. Uh, kids, yeah, you're, you're going back to school. You know, yeah, stay out of stay off of those drugs. Uh, I just had a full body panic when you said back to school the first time. <laughs> I like <laughs> I had like a V. You gotta go, you gotta go to a pay less and uh, get get a, get a new pair of shoes. Yeah. God, <laughs> it's isn't it so great being in a part of your life where that doesn't mean anything to you? Not really. I still have like nightmares about being naked at school. So yeah. <laughs> my life is ruined. Dude, no, I have I have nightmares about. Oh, it's the day. It's the final, and you don't remember taking the class. Yep. Oh <laughs> man, you forgot that you had it on schedule, and you just never went. That I I have that like once a month. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's bad. Well, yeah. anyway, I'm. Uh, so we're gonna talk about all the stuff that happened this month. Leading off with the this month's Criterion announcements. These are the releases for November. And I got to say, at least as far as the time that we've been doing the show, I think this might be the best lineup of announcements for Criterion releases uh, at this point. OK, uh, so the you know, you don't feel that way or you yeah. like, yeah, I, October is really good. Like they haven't had an October that good in so long. So I, I as the horror dick, I am like a little bit bias towards that so uh of the movies that were announced the big one uh was daisies from 1966 which is a a very well-renowned feminist czech movie and uh it's really weird and wacky and fun and transgressive and uh i i enjoyed it a lot and i've been telling you guys about it and you're like oh yeah i gotta see that yeah no it sounds really cool even just the artwork looks really cool um, I'm I'm really down for it. Probably a blind buy for me. I think I say this on like every episode, and then like I wind up not buying them because I'm poor and I forget <laughs> that sometimes. But I like my intention in, is to eventually yeah. blind buy. In theory, in yeah. your heart, that's uh, rarely going to be a day and date thing for me. Yeah. Uh, the next movie uh, to be announced is The Power of the Dog. Uh, very, you know, one of Netflix's very recent uh, additions. Just, you know, a way to ensure that uh, streaming media can, like, you know, stay alive. Because, uh, you know, given what we've had to endure this month uh, as far as streaming service news, it's always uh, a thing that's uh, in question. It's, and- it's always exciting to see a streaming anything wind up on physical media. That's that's a win no matter what. So yeah, de- definitely. And for for a lot of people, that's that. Is that a 4K? Uh, no, it's a blue. I think, it, I, think uh, I think that will be. Oh, yeah, because I, that could be. A good, I've always said that could be a good selling point. A lot of people don't pay for Netflix 4K. Yeah, that's a good point. It's an extra charge. And even then it's compressed. 4K. Streaming 4K kind of blows. Yeah, it's kind of dog yeah. shit unless you got a Plex server or it's something. Kind of power of the dog shit. <laughs> well, not the movie. The movie is fantastic. <laughs> and power of the dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Infernal Affairs trilogy is getting a release, which the first film is based is the film that the Godfather, not the Godfather, the Departed is based on. This seems like a really fun weekend. Like, just getting this this set and just just. Buckling down and just watching. I uh, just some you know? Hong Kong like police thriller. Yeah, yeah. Watch have you guys ever gotten into like that kind of thing? Like the like Chinese like uh, like cop stories. 
No, I, I, I haven't seen like the giant like police story or any of that. Dude, they're fucking fun. I, I got into it after I played Sleeping Dogs. That's um, cool. Oh, dude, that was that uh, GTA ripoff on the Xbox. Yeah, dude. And it's fucking yeah, I had so much more fun with that than I did any GTA game. I fucking yeah, love that was, game. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to check those out again that I'm going to just hold off until I can blind buy it and watch them. And it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, Spike Lee's Malcolm X is also joining the collection, which uh, I think, you know, one of Spike Lee's probably one of his most prolific and important movies that he's made. Uh, and oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And the uh, in the mood for love is getting a 4K upscale, which is this I'm getting. I I, I didn't. Absolute, Kino. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, pull the trigger on the one car Y box set. But I'll, but I'm, I think I'm like, this will be enough to satisfy. This me. is going to be a double dip for me. But I think I'm going to upgrade my my 2K disc for my box set. Mike, is that? Oh, I was about to say, is that was that? When did that box set come out? That was uh, early 2021. Oh, so it was it so it's just plain blu-ray yeah and yeah. a lot of people have complained about like the quality of the transfers and the color grading uh some of the uh, color grading is weird but from what i understand it, it i yeah i you know what i don't think i know about that enough to, to to speak on it but from what i understand it it may not be that far from the original vision um yeah. but i also just want to i still just want to add in the mood for love i just gotta say it has one of the most striking yet strange color palettes it's like there's a lot of like orange and green and like yeah. oh the movies are, I don't know that that's, that's the thing that really stuck with me with that movie I, I don't know why just the colors are just really interesting it's an absolutely perfect movie I can't say a damn mm-hmm. bad thing about it is it better than Chunking Express Lewis yeah oh my god it's fucking I I I don't really care much for Chunking Express to be I've honest. never seen Chunking Express that's why I'm asking that's the next that's I'd on my really uh, very high up think. on my watch list. All right. Well, uh, stuff that we'll be adding to our watch list are some of these trailers that came out for this month. Uh, we're getting into Oscar awards baby season. So uh, we're getting to some some movies that looked like <laughs> art. We were like, oh, wow, it's, it's good movies. Yeah, it felt good. It felt like someone splashing water on my face. Like yeah. after, I don't know, being yeah, this face hard, down the this sand. Dog shit summer of like, oh, <laughs> it's been a real it's been a the dog shit summer. I feel like since Thor, like Thor really set the tone for the summer when it came out. And then everything after that has just been like a disappointment. Oof. Movies, yeah, yeah like, uh, I, like, I mean, like even Nope, which I liked, was just like, God, not what we needed. Like, I, I think it, it wasn't like the fucking, to me, like the barn buster, like awesome summer blockbuster mm-hmm. I wanted it to be. It was just fine. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so hopefully we get some maybe some prestige uh, Oscar dramas to to lift our spirits towards the end of the year. The first movie up is Martin McDonough's new film, The Banshees of Inisherin, uh, and it's a reteaming of Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. And it's looks like he's going back to his Irish roots, uh, <laughs> making something a little more in along the lines of like In Bruges and like his earlier playwright stuff. Uh, even the title is very reminiscent. Innocent yeah. of like one of his plays yeah lieutenant of Inishmore, like very similar title but dude it looks so good it looks fantastic i cannot wait 
Yeah, this I know we were saying like after three billboards, we were kind of like a little disappointed in like the trajectory of his like career, where it's like yeah. I don't know if he want I don't know if this is what I want to see him make. And now this is like this is like what he's good at, like the the fucking smarmy Irish uh, like you know <laughs> dialogue and like and also the scenery. You need the like, subtitles on to understand what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's also got Jack's favorite actor Barry Keoghan. Yeah, the the, the most attractive man in Hollywood. I think so. Well, what else was he in besides Dunkirk? He's the, the killing, Batman. The killing. Oh yeah, he's the Joker in the Batman. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, which also has Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, also uh, in with Colin Farrell, the killing of a sacred deer, which that was like oh. the uh, that was like the real wake up uh, to him uh, as a, as an actor. He was uh, yeah, really, really, really scary in that movie. Which, by the way, uh, fucking Yorgos Lanthimos. Let's let's get this fucking where's things movie. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Where's my rest of relaxation movie? Oh yeah, out? that's not happening. I mean, it, it probably is still in the cards, but like, God, it's been such a long time since they announced that and nothing's fucking happened. I you tell me I, ho- I read a whole book for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you told me I started reading Scottish literature for his next movie. Are you kidding? me? <laughs> oh, uh, um, Empire of Light. Yes. The magic of the movies. Uh, I don't like again. very many Sam Mendes films, but I'm I'm on board with this. Like, this looks I really like Sam Mendes. I think I like um, Skyfall in 1917, which were in the trailer. American Beauty, I'm not really crazy not about. Crazy about it. Um, and then the Spectre was bad, but uh, <laughs> but no, uh, Empire of Light. This is uh, one of those uh, magic of the movies type of movies. Like every Paradiso. Yeah, every year we're gonna get like some Oscar bait drama about like someone who's like making uh, an autobiographical thing about his life and about how the movies were the most important thing. We got Belfast. Uh, Spielberg's coming out with his next movie, The Fablemans, which is also. Uh, seems to be uh, headed in that direction. There's, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, cinema parody. I dismissed so. that movie the second I heard the title. The I was f- just like, mm, mm. <laughs> it sounds too much like a parody of a Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, this movie does look very magical and very uh, up, uplifting and heartwarming. And uh, hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's good. And hopefully it's not too like try hard Oscar Beatty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to it. It looks visually like really cool, and I like the cast a lot. So yeah, why not? <laughs> try hard. I'm fine with try hard Oscar Beatty. I'll still see it yeah. and probably enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, moving on to that next one, uh, we got Noah Baumbach's uh, next film, White Noise, starring Adam Driver, uh, the love of my life, Greta Gerwig, uh, and uh, he. Uh, this is a uh, based on a, a novel, which is apparently. Uh, said to be like unfilmable. Uh, the trailer is very um, give us a very minuscule look into what the movie's about. The trailer is only like a minute long, so I'm still very much in the dark about what the actual movie's about. Looks yeah. interesting though. It looks interesting and it looks pretty. Like yeah. I'm I'm down yeah. for it. Greta Gerwig has Greta Gerwig has 80s mom hair. I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. So but. so Mike, here's a question for you. So you said this this was based off a novel that was unfilmable, right? If you had the same cast, same director, same everything, but it was an adaptation of Infinite Jest, would you see it? <laughs> I guess I, I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, I just uh, it's also like an unfilmable novel, they say. When do you think we're going to get an Infinite Jest movie? I'm curious. Probably never. I, I think we're going to get it. I think there it's was, there, was that, there was some band. I forgot what it was that did a music video uh, of which was essentially a recreation of one of the scenes in the book. But I don't know. 
that's probably the closest we've ever got. Yeah, I'll just be happy with the end of the tour. That's enough. <laughs> end of the tour is amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm not particularly happy with? Good night, mommy. Yeah, Amazon Prime American remake of Good Night Mommy. Um, I never saw the original film. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I have seen the original film. It's been like, I don't know, like a year or two. So it's been a minute. I watched it because the person who directed it directed something I was interested in. I can't even remember. But um, this looks exactly like what I saw. Like, this doesn't seem to be any departure in any way from the movie. Um, the original film, um, I can't help but think you could have just dubbed the original film. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I... Yeah, I there. I never I didn't I wouldn't have known this was a remake because I'm not into that's not really my genre of movie. But yeah. based on it, that this trailer doesn't look that great. But we really got to talk about the fact that the entire time there's just a big fucking Amazon Prime logo in the corner of the screen. Yeah, like you're watching it on basic cable. Yeah, yeah, it looks like is. shit. I hate it. And, I, I feel like I'm watching a soap commercial. And nothing kills the magic of the movies than having to see their fucking logo at the corner. Even when we, me and Lewis, we went to a theater and in the movie theater, they had a trailer for an Amazon Prime movie that had the logo on the trailer the whole time in the theater. It's like nothing makes something feel like not a real movie than by putting a streaming logo on it. Yeah, just put the Nickelodeon logo in the corner. <laughs> That's Kino. Get a little like a pop up at the bottom of like two two guys with their arms folded back to back to to you know advertise the sitcom. Sitcom. Another another streaming movie that also had it, the streaming logo on the trailer twice. Actually, it had two logos. Yeah, uh, and the name of the movie in the top right corner. And it's the best trailer from this bunch. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Now, a Roku is, original, is, the first. Yes. This is going to be this generation's spinal tap. I hope so. Yes, I see, really hope so. See, I, I, I didn't really know what to think of the movie like before. See, because there was a there was a teaser trailer that they released like uh, I don't know a couple of months ago, and. It didn't really give away that this movie is just full on parody. Like I was expecting kind of like a straight lace, like regular Weird Al movie. But it is such walk hard, like lean into parody of musical biopics. The part when the guy in the suit and the big top hat comes out to him, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is clearly Elvis. And then, and then like, uh, like the fucking downward spiral and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, this is clearly meant as like a joke like playing on the cliches and I'm like now I'm interested in the movie like before I just thought it was going to be a regular like, like this is about Weird Al Yankovic yeah. and how he became because it's Roku I didn't think, expect Roku to like you know come out of the gate with like I don't know something that subversive yeah I'm I was coming out swinging dude I was blown away the first time I saw this trailer I'm so I'm so ready for whatever this is also like I don't know why but Daniel Radcliffe has Weird Al Yankovic just because like works. I don't know man because he kind of looks like him but he's also an attractive actor he's, yeah no he's know? hot Weird Al Yankovic oh, dude, like, and weird. he's fucking ripped yeah there's that <laughs> scene of him like shirtless Ford playing ads. guitar and you're like Jesus Christ but then he's still got the fucking afro <laughs> I, and mustache dude, if Weird Al was a cruder man there would definitely be a part where his like big cock was swinging <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, more oh trailers came out so, and sad things happened, and it's appropriate because of the name of the movie that we're about to talk about. So, so there's a trailer for uh, Triangle of Sadness, which is the film that won the Palm d'Or at Cannes this year, um, and it got a lot of accolades. Um, and the trailer was released. Uh, I saw the trailer in the theater uh, the last time I went, and uh, it's very spoilery, so I didn't feel like oh, I wanted you guys to watch it. Um, and it also uh, just from a, a personal perspective, I think that there was there was a lot from the festival. There was like a, a lot of uproar and uh, and out and you know about the scene, uh, the, the comedic scene that had like a big vomit scene, and everybody was like you know clamoring about that. So they and it also that it's in parts of the trailer, like they show some of that, and there's like even a poster of it. And I'm like, they're going really hard in on this. It's like people are just going to see this as like the vomit movie and not want to see it. And that's kind of where I feel like I am right now. (laughs) But anyway, I'm I'm glad I don't know anything about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like this movie interested in seeing it because of the palm door status. However, uh, some real fucked up shit happened. Um, fucked up shit is ways and wins the palm door. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but sadly, one of the actresses in the film, Charles B. Dean, uh, died at the age of 32. Uh, that just Do we came know how she died like, today. today. That is a great question. Should have put that in there. And I didn't. All right. I'll uh, just put that. I'll just edit it later when you give the answer. All right. So do you want to look it up now? Yeah, no, no, I got it right here. Did you hear? Did you hear? Um, Mikhail Gorbachev died. Yeah. Oh, it was the funniest thing. I was like looking at his. Uh, he was in the other room, and he was looking. I was on his uh, computer, and I just saw on the side. I was like, I was like, oh, Gorbachev is dead. And then he just started laughing hysterically at that. <laughs> I thought he was gonna go. What? <laughs> yeah, did say she had a, an illness, a sudden unexpected illness. Okay, unexpected sudden. No, so not really. All right. So she died. Illness. So she died from an unexpected sudden illness. Don't really know what that means. It's pretty vague. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sad. She was also in uh, Black Lightning on the CW, a show I watched for one season, didn't care for, and I don't particularly remember seeing her in. So may have happened beyond that mm-hmm. point. But um, yeah, that that's that's scary always when someone uh, that young dies. Yeah. And it's a tragedy and a shame. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, shames, right? I thought we moved this already. Oh, oh we put the flash at the end. Fuck. Oh yeah, oh, HBO Max right, and the yeah. flash at the okay. end. Yeah. So. Okay. In not nearly as important news, uh, Fantastic Four apparently has a director, Matt Chakman. He did Wandavision. Um, he's in talks to direct. I don't think that they've nailed him down quite yet but yeah. it seems like that's who they're going with yeah, it seems like the type of movie that they just get some like uh hack for hire not non-ortor to just make it some in-house marvel bullshit. I, I think what he did with wandavision for the most part if you you know excuse the covid stuff that made it really weird near the end i think wandavision was really impressive um i think that's fine i'm not like a big fantastic four guy so i don't really have much of a horse in this race but uh sure why not and it can only get worse from here i do prefer this than john watts doing another one yeah you know so yeah i'll take it um but you know who's not gonna take it anymore florence Pugh. oh god this don't <laughs> worry darling this movie the controversies around this movie just keep unraveling i couldn't even keep up 
with all the stuff that happened in this movie's uh, yeah. production. This movie is... Oh, this, oh I'm worrying, darling. I'm this, worrying. This, this spells disaster waiting to happen. Like, this is going to get... I can't wait to read the book that Florence Pugh is going to write about this experience in uh, five years. Or some, like, key grip on, on production. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. The caterer is going to write a book about this. <laughs> craft services manager um yeah i I mean apparently this whole production was just a fucking nightmare um we talked about it briefly not briefly probably at length last week uh about how there was all these allegations about like how florence Pugh directed most of the movie while olivia wilde was off having sex with harry styles and cheating on her husband um and that just seems to have compounded uh since then where now people are like yeah and it was super weird because like she'd bring like jason sudeikis would like bring her kids to visit on the set like while everyone was like painfully aware of the fact that she was cheating on him with Harry Styles like apparently everyone was in a really uncomfortable position um people have started to notice that Florence Pugh is not promoting this movie on social media in any way and people are asking questions and Olivia Wilde is giving like weird uh like evasive answers (laughs) to, to stuff around that uh, it's uh, it's a fucking mess. The whole thing is a fucking disaster. I and the clip got released. Like there was like a clip release of Harry Styles and Florence Pugh, like in in an argument in the film. And Harry Styles' performance is an abortion. It is so. Harry Styles is just bad. Bad. It is a terrible. Like, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't tell if he was trying to hide his accent or strengthen his accent and went back and forth like eight times. He's just terrible acting across the he's board. He's just he's a bad actor. He's a not a great musician. He's a bad person, apparently. <laughs> I, I don't like this guy at all. It, it's just this is such a fucking shit show. This whole movie, this movie looks like it's going to be like one of those like failed Oscar bait movies that like uh, this had Oscar buzz is going to be all over this movie uh, <laughs> at this at some point this year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, this also looks like the type of movie that like, I mean, <laughs> this it's sad because like oh like women in hollywood will get less uh get lesser chances to to, you know fuck around than men do but it's like this will kill her uh wiles director chances probably yeah yeah i mean if this movie which if if a man did this it probably wouldn't affect him as much which is a sad double standard but like it's just kind of the reality of what is likely no that's a good point yeah is she still on that spider woman movie no that's not her anymore um or you know what Maybe uh, I, I get Spider Woman and Madam Web, which we don't really have a Madam Web. Oh wait, that's what I forgot to add to this: a Madam Web update. Remind me after the story. I will. I will update you all on Madam Web. Um, <laughs> but uh, this has like a shittier kind of also side note because we got to bring Shia LaBeouf back into this. Shia LaBeouf was like on board with the Don't Worry Darling project early on and got fired. Uh, Shia LaBeouf has recently denied being fired from the film, saying that he quit. Um, Olivia Wilde previously made it a point to point out that, like, we have a no assholes policy on set, which also kind of came to bite her in the ass. Except for her and Harry Styles. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Um, And uh, he was an asshole, and so she fired him. Uh, Apparently, he says that's not true. Don't know how much you can trust him, considering what we just learned about his recent Oscar bait. Yeah. Uh, oh, honey this, Boy. This 
pissed me the fuck off because all throughout uh, the year uh, that Honey Boy was being released, everyone was talking about how like this is, uh, you know, this is like, you know, some some reconciliation of Shia LaBeouf and his abusive childhood with his father and how it was so brave of him to to put himself out there in this movie. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, he said he flat out just made up the abusive father stuff. He's like, my dad was cool, actually. And it's like the movie is so clearly like meant to be based on his own life. And that's how he promoted like that's how he talked about it in the lead in like the promotion of that movie and now just coming out and be like oh yeah none of that happened it's like that and like the fka twigs allegations that are attached that happened during the production of that movie you're I'm done like, buddy it's it, over it, it ruins a movie that like I, I liked when i saw it but it's like now i never want to think about or no. see this movie ever again it just feels so toxic it's and disgusting. such a damning condemnation of his childhood and 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 his father like it, i don't know it's it's so fucked up to me I uh, he just seems like the worst person. And also, let's point out the fact that, like, apparently he was running around L.A. in his car shooting dogs uh, for no yeah, that, reason. That part set me over the fucking edge. Yeah. I was like, that's fuck no. you, dude. It's fucking awful. But it doesn't make me confused like Sony Pictures makes me confused. Because oh. let's take one second to talk about what is happening with Madam Web. So the film has started shooting in, in Boston. What we have gathered from the set photos so far is that it is a period piece taking place in the like early to mid 2000s and <laughs> fucking Adam Scott might be playing like Uncle Ben. Sweet. <laughs> I can't believe how what the fuck could this movie be? Why is Uncle Ben not like geriatric? Like, well, this? so it's it's I, I guess he would be like. Tom Holland's Uncle Ben. I I think I don't Which know. Still, I think he would don't still be too young me, for that. Look, you already made me want to fuck Aunt May when you made her Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Do not make me want to fuck Uncle Ben too. Fuckle Ben. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be a very confusing, pointless movie, and I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing what it is. Um. Anyway, let's move on yeah. to something more, else. Yeah. No, I think that like we, the mileage that we get out of this and Morbius, I'm like I'm more interested in in even for as much of a disaster and how pathetic it is. I'm more interested in the Sony universe. Yeah. No. Than same. Any, than Marvel or DC. Like <laughs> creatively very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. so uh, another thing coming up on the release of Avatar 2 The Way of Water, uh, which will be released in December, there is uh, going to be an IMAX 3D re-release of Avatar uh, f- in de- September 23rd. It'll be going back to theaters for one week. Um, uh, I said it may not be a great movie. I know it's not, but it's still the most impressive 3D I've ever seen. And I've never been I haven't been able to experience it since 2009. So I was really curious about this when they were they started promoting it. I noticed that like there wasn't any like IMAX branding and that seemed to be like such an integral part uh, integral part of the first movie's like initial release. Have you guys been seeing a lot of like IMAX talk about this? Is this release about the first movie or the about the the re-release of yeah, I think it's like the they. IMAX. It said it. In, I think in the trailer it said it would be. Uh, I don't know if it was. Uh, maybe IMAX. They might not be. I don't know. It if said it, 4K 3D, hmm. but I don't remember Which it saying specifically. I don't IMAX. think I've ever seen 4K 3D. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm sure it's just. Thick. What is stereoscopic 3D in? 4K, but. And so it'll be Kino. 
Hopefully. But I'm I'm curious because it says that this is remastered, which makes me think that like James Cameron went in and like, I don't know, made Re- their pores more defined or something like on the skin. And so I'm curious to see what the updated yeah, I I, like. I think that the more I'm looking up, I just assumed IMAX, but yeah, I'm looking up. I, I don't really see that anywhere in there in in like the discussion of like the rollout. So who knows? Maybe we'll have that to was see. the way to see it. Right. Like when it came out, it was the IMAX 3D. That was like the big the big yeah, push. That's the only it. time I've ever seen it. And I like I said, I feel yeah. like I'm I'm getting excited about Avatar, the, the way of water. And it's not like. For the last 12 years, I was like, I don't care if I ever see another Avatar again. I don't need to see a sequel. And the more that it just kept getting like pushed back and Jim, James Cameron keep talking about it, I'm like, no one cares about your Avatar sequel. It's too little too late. But like, I don't know that the, seeing like all like the Avatar, I guess, reappraisal at this point, yeah. it makes because I've only seen Avatar that one time. <laughs> in 2009 in the theater it it has it feels like a it feels like a, a throwback like it feels like something that is like i feel like we're getting to the beginning points of like nostalgia for the late 2000s like early 2000s period stuff like it's creeping in like you just <laughs> mentioned about one uh, madam web and there's yeah. uh, some other things like that even ladybird um but i feel like Late 2000s is feels too new to be nostalgic about, but yet it does occupy like a space in my mind that and things that I specifically associate with that era. And Avatar is weirdly one of those things. So, yeah, no, I'm I I get it. I I think it was such a like cultural moment when it came out. It's kind of hard to separate it from it's like the 80s and E.T. almost, you know, like it's it's that kind of uh, iconic that's all nonsense words yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, something I'm less excited about, I guess, Blumhouse. They're doing... Your favorite people. You, you see all their movies. I do see all their movies. They like us. We're their favorite people. Yeah. Or we were. Um, yeah, wait, Blumhouse... Wait, wait, wait. Was, you used to have, like, in with Blumhouse? Yeah, no, well, with what? Universal and Universal sent us to the Blumhouse screenings. It was, it was nice. Um... <laughs> They are doing a reboot trilogy of The Exorcist, which can't even imagine uh, what or how or why or if it'll be any good. And the fact that Ellen Burstein is set to return. She's returning. It is, it, it is a legacy sequel from what I understand. I don't know how many sequels it's ignoring, um, but... Yeah. the thing the exorcist feels like that first movie like i i get that like there's these other like you know uh, slasher franchises or horror franchises yeah it isn't but it's like it it feels like it occupies that same space as like halloween and stuff but it's like that that first exorcist movie feels feels too classy almost to to like to devolve into that yeah Yeah. now that's that's fair and i think that's probably a large reason why none of the sequels ever really took off although some people say that the third is amazing i found myself pretty bored when i watched it to be honest but yeah i mean that's that's the thing i i don't really see why there needs to be a series of movies about a demon possessing someone it's like just, it seems like you just then look at possession movies as a genre and just make a yeah, new one within that genre yeah we get one of those every year there was one i saw a trailer for the other day in the theater some new like religious exorcism movie yeah. it's like that was a that was a a, a new idea and a new radical, like transgressive idea in 1973. But yeah, in the middle of yeah, satanic panic and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, now it's like, ugh. and it's the cast is looking good at least. Stan Dowd, Leslie Odom Jr. also joining the cast. Uh, yeah, fucking time will tell. I think it's supposed to be Halloween 2024, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I saw they put out like a, a teaser poster and it's like the walking down the backwards uh, stairs. And I'm oh. like, that wasn't even in the original version of the movie. That's dumb. Yeah. I did like that scene. No, for what it's no, it works. It's in, cool. Yeah. It works in putting it back in. Yeah, but <laughs> all right. Anyway, so, release dates. We got new release dates. There's a new Saw movie coming out. Fucking deal with it. Halloween 2023. The last one sucked. The eight before that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> but they're still coming, baby. Yeah, I. This also feels like what was the last one with Chris Rock? Where it's like that, that came yeah, out like the spiral. Su- yeah, that came out like the summertime. It's like yeah, that that was also just like a dumb. I- Why would you not just put this wait put this in the Halloween season? I, I, I have to just assume this is a franchise being kept afloat by stupid people. Like I just I don't understand yeah. who's going to see these. These I mean, are this and all those exorcism movies are just teenager movies. Like oh let's go to the movies. Okay, yeah. what's showing? I don't know. We'll just see something. Yeah. See the the saw. Like I think that spiral. There were at least some people who were like, "Hmm, what's this new interesting take going to be on this franchise?" And then it was just not. Yeah, that was. It's the same thing, kind of worse. Yeah. So what is this one going to be? Is this, does this have an angle? Is it a sequel to Spiral? I think it's a sequel sequel to Spiral. Although I, I maybe not because I doubt Chris Rock would come back, and he was like the main moving piece behind that. Anyway, uh, a horror movie I'm really excited for: Evil Dead Rise has a release date and it's going to theaters which is nice and it didn't get fucking axed by HBO and just 9-11 in this fucking merger Um, Evil Dead Rise is coming out April 21st 2023 don't know why not just wait until Halloween to release it well didn't the remake of Evil Dead also come out in like April yeah and I think they were wrong for doing that like the fucking Halloween the horror movies should release in Halloween it should be uh, yeah, I, especially like a horror staple franchise like Evil Dead, like Halloween, yeah. Halloween, yeah, um, <laughs> something even scarier. Oh man, Chris Pratt's Garfield animated movie has a release date set for February sixteenth, twenty twenty four. Yep. Uh, God, I, I <laughs> it's a him Garfield. It's him as Garfield. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel very ashamed uh, yeah. of the state of our country uh, right now. Yeah, not a, not a word on Mario. Yeah, Mar- well, Mario should be coming out earlier, but we still don't. We at least have like some mock up of what CGI Garfield would look like. We have not a, a, a lick not of, a what, fucking of what clue, CGI yeah. movie Mario is going to look like. And that I am scared for. <laughs> We also haven't seen the CG for Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is releasing August 4th, 2023. Uh, I have gotten irrationally uh, excited and nostalgic about Ninja Turtles. Uh, I got the new uh, Shredder's Revenge game, and I've been having a lot of fun with going back and replaying those levels and doing uh, a lot of those challenges. Um, I've been rewatching the 2003 uh, animated show which i was i really loved as a as a kid it was like probably like my first introduction to like 
serialized animated shows and uh going back and it still holds up pretty well um i started watching that rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtle show and like the art's cool but it just kind of feels like teen titans go but for ninja turtles and it's a little too overly exaggerated and cartoony and immature for my taste but it's still i i I like this series uh the movies have been dog shit since 19 uh after 1990 so Um, do you have any hope for this one i mean I, it's going to be, I think it's going to be fully CG, yeah, um, which I'd be fine with. Yeah. Um, I think that that CG 2007 movie was like kind of okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, and, and I guess Seth Rogen having like somewhat of like a more, I guess. He has I guess a great track record with this shit. I mean, he did Invincible, which is an incredible adaptation of those comics. And he also did The Boys, which is an incredible adaptation of those comics. And he also did Preacher, which... Um, well, I did not personally care for it. People really loved. Yeah, I think also I think that like I don't think he would m- let himself voice one of the turtles. Like I no, mean, maybe no. I, I think that at best he would be like Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Like that seems like the the role that Seth Rogen would go for, and I would be fine with that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'll probably see this. Uh, I I I have a nostalgic attachment to Ninja Turtles, and I'll probably uh, see it. Cool. Out of curiosity, even like even the Michael Bay movies I saw and I hated them so much. <laughs> but anyway, something else that's a live action abomination that I'll probably hate the live action Pac-Man movie. <laughs> the Sonic guys who did the Sonic movie, they're like, we can do that with the Sonic. We can Which do that ones? with Pac-Man. Like the, the first and second Sonic movie had like different directors. So yeah, but I think the same like productorial team so i think uh, it's, it's those fucking guys yeah. like you like the corporate people who are in charge of sonic are like taking over this pac-man movie um yeah it's it's cool. gonna be i don't know i told i said i told you before there's definitely gonna be a montage scene i think i think i heard this on like the cu podcast that was like there's definitely gonna be a montage scene where pac-man is gonna be eating things that are round thinking they're dots <laughs> And like it's, it's like, gonna be one of those and types of pillies. He's popping pillies because he's. <laughs> it's a fish out of water story, right? You said, Ant. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Always fun I, with these. I want to see a live action movie about that. Remember that old meme? The uh, Hey Pac Man, what's up? The What do you do, motherfucker? You seen that? No, no, no idea. No. Okay. Never. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. And uh, we also, one, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we also got the uh, announcement of the the cast, uh, the voice cast for Leica's new film Wildwood, and this is a stacked lineup. So uh, it's starring Amanda Stenberg, Carrie Mulligan, Jermaine Clement, Jacob Tremblay, Jake Johnson, Aquafina, Mahershala Ali, Charlie Day, Angela Bassett, Richard E. Grant, Tom Waits. This is a, a fucking lineup of a cast for this. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like they're going back, like making some more like fantasy or horror inspired uh, stop motion movie, uh, like kind of like Paranorman, Kubo and the Two Strings, Coraline. I'm really excited. Uh, it's based on a, a trilogy of like young adult fantasy books that Colin Malloy wrote, and he's the lead singer of one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band, The Decemberists. So always happy that he's doing cool things. Um, the, the like from what I could tell from like the books, like covers and stuff, like it, it lends itself to like like his kind of animation. So I think it'll be really cool, and that cast is fucking awesome. So. Yeah. And also, yeah. I mean, they're doing like what they did with like Neil Gaiman uh, adapting uh, Coraline 
Uh, yeah, it seemed like uh, they, they seem to have a good track record of doing that and just making movies, honestly. Yeah. Like even their lesser like box trolls and missing link were like, they're OK. God, they're like box trolls. <laughs> I, I couldn't get through box trolls personally, but uh, I did see Kubo and that is a fantastic fucking movie. Um, not right. fantastic. HBO, what's the, going on? The big, baby? the big, uh, the okay. So these are kind of like yeah, the the big uh, lead up. So it's, all it's a write off, Mike. Yeah, the, how is it a write off? They write it off. You don't even know what a write off is. Do you? Are you doing Seinfeld right yeah. now? <laughs> wait, wait. The best, the best line. The, He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and they're the ones who are writing it off. So yeah, so HBO Max is basically. <laughs> Just canceling movies left and right, removing stuff from their streaming services, uh, and just overall uh, making a lot of uh, bad uh, business decisions that'll make sure that uh, nobody ever want to want to work with them uh, or have their movies released by them ever again. Um, yeah, from what I understand, Legendary is pulling out um, of their partnership with Warner Brothers, which makes sense considering these stupid decisions that they're making, um, and. Just they're gutting HBO. I mean, it, it is, you know, the new leadership from Discovery um, that came in and kind of took things over and decided that they're going to combine HBO Max with Discovery Plus um, and in the process, removing a lot of content from HBO Max, um, seemingly just so that they can get out of paying royalties, uh, which is fucked, really fucked up. Yeah, I it, this is like kind of like the uh, the like dystopian view that people have of like streaming services just like getting too big for their britches where it's like, oh, these movies that were made by streaming services that only exist on this service. And it's like, w- what happens if they just disappear? Like those movies are just gone now, yeah. which is what they've uh, d- done. Uh, Listen, HBO Max original movies, American Pickle, The Witches, uh, a, a couple of others. The service, yeah. Just get, get your get your hard copies of your shit while you can. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, yeah. but the thing honestly, is that they don't exist for these because these movies were made by and you know, for they, streaming you know services. I'll tell you, you know what? And this is a full on endorsement. I don't care. You know where they do exist? Horrents. Go download them. There's they're, 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 if you can't access it. By normal means, just just torrent it. Learn how to torrent. Like it, you'll you'll learn a lot. Like it's ridiculous that you have to. We have to stoop to this level. Yeah, no, we shouldn't let media die for this reason. It's there's there's no point in that at all. Um, they also pretty famously at this point canceled Batgirl, which was shot and pretty much ready to go and was in pre uh, post production, and the sequel to Scoob, which was set to launch uh, to drop in December um, and was also nearing completion, had a full score and everything. Um, Batgirl did at least get a funeral screening on the WB lot. Um, The reactions to it were it was fine um, to the worst of it being that it looks like an expensive CW pilot that actually came up a couple times, which given it's made for TV status, not super surprising, but you know, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't have hopes that the movie would have been good. Like, but then again, 
this studio released the first Suicide Squad in the Joss Whedon Justice League movie. Like, how bad was this movie that, like, you couldn't let it see the light of day? Had nothing to do with that. I think that because it was only going to streaming anyway, it was a direct to HBO Max streaming movie that they were like, we're not going to make the money back from this. It's not of a quality high enough to release it in the theaters. We're best off probably breaking even on our budget and just not releasing it and taking whatever kind of crazy tax break they're getting for not releasing it. Um, which is stupid, but it does imply that like it can never be released for any monetary gain. So like they're probably going to destroy the files um, if someone, some brave soul did not rescue it off of the servers uh, in time. It, it's probably going to be just gone um, and the people who saw it at the funeral screening will be the only people who ever see that movie uh, which is a damn shame regardless of its quality that should not be the fate of, of anything anyone puts any effort into that's just terrible yeah mike did you also mention the uh, removal of the sesame street episodes oh yeah so there's like yeah apparently 200 episodes worth of sesame street were also just that removed. is just just unbelievable like they they literally like saved some lost media and now they're getting rid of it again like what the fuck yep i hope someone has a big old torrent of sesame street they do (laughs) well pb then you say that pbs like keeps like a record of every episode like that's how we were able to discover the wizard of oz episode they're not they're not accessible to the public really but they'll still they're still like somewhere and there's like a chance that like I don't know, maybe in a couple of decades, they'll resurface like that Wizard of Oz episode did. (laughs) Who knows, man? That's a possibility. Yeah, I think the most uh, the most insane thing is that they uh, they canceled this Batgirl movie, but yet they're still full steam ahead trying to get this Flash movie off the ground. It's like trying to stick it out too deep in. They are too deep into this movie. They can't. They they would have to rewrite a whole continuity that they're not going to deal with that shit because then they have to edit everything else. If this show is Saturday Night Live, then Ezra Miller is our 2016 election season. Oh, God. Uh, we, we, we've been writing this, this story for quite a while because it just keeps happening. And this is kind did of. You a, Rob, did you hear Rob Schneider said the minute he realized SNL wasn't good anymore was when uh, the day after the 2016 election. When a uh, fucking what's her face did the uh, who was um, Hallelujah, Hillary Clinton. Oh Kate yeah, Kate McKinnon saying Hallelujah. Yeah, it was bad. And he's like, he was like, please let there be a joke at the end. Please let there be a joke. And there was nothing. I mean, listen, I also think that Rob Schneider probably had other reasons why he didn't like it that are might be different than just just thinking it's cringe and it's not fun. Well, Rob Schneider. Sucks it's ass. a broken clock is right twice a day type of situation, but you know. Uh, anyway, Ezra Miller kind of apologized. Basically, like this was like do or die month for WB on this fucking movie. And they had a whole bunch of serious meetings. At one point, they were coming up with the different game plans, things they could possibly do for every eventuality. And there were three main options that they were left with. One, can the movie the way they did Batgirl? Disastrous. Really, really, really bad. Two, release the, <laughs> release the movie without... Uh, without Ezra Miller's involvement and it's super weird and uncomfortable three release the movie with Ezra Miller after they apologize to everyone I guess which they kind of did that is kind of the option that they went with Um, there's still option number four as well 
release the Snyder cut. Right. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's 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 kind of a whole like fucked mess, man. Uh you know what else? Ezra Miller did release a statement saying, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going through a mental health crisis, which is fine. Whatever. Um, he also, I'm yeah, sorry, they also yeah. met with. We also, you know, go on a, a, a kidnapping spree whenever, you know, <laughs> the moms were there. I don't want to call it kidnapping. I, I don't know enough about it to speak that aggressively yeah. on it. And uh, God, whatever. It's so weird. It's also fucking weird. Um, also, he went and apologized. They went and apologized to. Uh, some executives at WB, and apparently it's all good now. Apparently they're all fun. Well, that's good. They're Have, just moving. They forward. apologize to the state of Hawaii for the rampage. That, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't think. Well, that's it. the real crime that was committed. Uh, yeah, Hawaii needs fucking needs to apologize. Yeah, apologize to all the karaoke bars that, oh, that were destroyed. Yeah, at the very least, Ezra Miller shouldn't be allowed in Hawaii anymore. Like, Hawaii does not deserve what they did to Hawaii. Anyway, that's what's going on with Ezra Miller. Fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know what? It's, just, it's also funny. First thing how- that happened in Hawaii since fucking, fucking Pearl Harbor. <laughs> you know, it's also funny how these, uh, all the people who are like, released the Snyder Cut online, I haven't heard a peep about release Batgirl. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of release Batgirl con- shit. Dude, that's because it was confirmed that a lot of those people were fucking fake accounts. Sure, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you um, talk about that last time? When was, I think we did, yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Very, very stupid. Uh, much like all the movie news, it's all very, very, very stupid. stupid. But thanks we'll again be, for joining and listening to us. Thank you guys for joining and and talking and dishing out on all of the the hot tea that gets spilled by uh, Hollywood every week. Oh, I love every to month. dish. Uh, tea. So uh, let us know. Well, you'll be hearing the three of us again on the next main episode of the podcast. So if you like this dynamic, uh, you'll be in luck for uh, yeah. the next episode. Uh, but anyway, thanks Making for my doing- grand return to main main show episode. Episodes, uh, yeah. And it's not for a movie that you might think that he would no. be on for something a little a little outside of his wheelhouse, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Thanks for joining. Uh, we'll see you again same time next month for uh, another round of this uh, of this lovely show. So thank you and goodbye.